Welcome to D&D&D, &D &D, the dinner party role-playing podcast. I'm your host and Dungeon Master, James Russell, and with me, as always, are some fun people. Say hi, fun people. Hello. Hi. Hi. For dinner this session, uh, I made some vegetarian korma. It's so good. The first time I tried to make something Indian that wasn't from a jar, uh, and I think it was pretty good. You guys like it? Was, it? it was great. It was so it was good. good. The sauce was so good. I would stick my face in that sauce. I Please don't. That's my lunch this week. <laughs> <laughs> Last week got weird. Yeah. Someone said poop team to me some at some point this what? week, and I was like, uh, I had like PTSD. Oh That's God. the kind of stuff that makes me, like whenever stuff like that happens to me, I'm like I'm in the Truman Show. Yeah, like yeah. I'm the only person that's real. We live in a simulation, <laughs> and yeah, that crosses my mind almost daily now. Wow. That this might be a simulation. We told it like definitely every day. Every day I have a problem. Man. I think <laughs> every day I'm simulating. You guys completed the missing kids quest. Yeah, we're sure not to be more creepy Yay. than we thought. Yeah, and there were oh, yeah. Yeah. there were fewer kids there than I wish, but we we got those five yeah, out. Slack and I had like kid. a weird funeral. Like a Viking oh ceremony God, for a piece right. of meat. <laughs> and we found out that Flag ate kid. Oh, yeah. yeah kid. 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 You, you ate a hunk of Anna. Yeah. yeah. Anna. You guys settled some stuff up, and then you met back at the inn right before you guys head out to meet. Are we rusted? Koi room. Yeah. yeah, we're, yeah we you guys took showers because we were poop team. We were poop yeah, team. you were poop team. So you're at the inn. It's almost nighttime. You need to go meet Koi room Windspear if that's what you choose to do. You've settled up all your kind of like debts. You have butter, the horse, and the cart ready to go if you so choose. You have the scythe of the times in your possession. Let's play Dungeons and Dragons. Are we all together? Yeah. Margarine. Uh, Let me see those dice. Oh my god, no. <laughs> yes. Right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Margarine takes the dice out and hands them to Flack. Thank you. Oh, I right. don't know. I, I, I roll the dice. Oh. Well, roll the dice. Okay. It's 2d6. One one. One one. Nothing happens. Okay. Oh, okay. I won't press it. <laughs> this time. All right. Hey, Mudrin. Remember when yeah. uh, the bone dice got rolled and you had to tell the truth? And uh, Vaguely, right after that, everything went black. <laughs> I remember. <laughs> <laughs> you said some very nice things to me. About me. Uh, Judo, care to refresh my memory? What was it that I said, that I uh, said about you, you? You said that you were attracted to me some of the time. Yeah, that, I would say that's accurate. Yeah. Did, why are you smiling? It's very nice. Oh. Well, well, now you know. Let's get to the meeting. Yeah, this is getting weird. We should go. Oh, you guys were listening? Okay. Oh, we, yeah, we can talk later. <laughs> we're right here. We're right in the room. All right, uh, I want to know how you guys are going to travel okay so you have a horse and cart mm -hmm. and the way that this cart is is it's kind of like it's not like a carriage oh um oh, damn that's what i was imagining no it's it's not like a it's not like a big I ornate carriage this is like, like a wheelhouse no it, it's it's it can be drawn by a single butter okay um <laughs> who is like a big draft horse so oh big gosh, strong is butter like a guinness horse like a clydesdale horse like a budweiser oh. horse but like yellow though yeah, I'm yeah, imagining okay. like yeah, like, but, like buttery like caramel butter. color. Mm. Oh, yum! Uh, think like a little bit bigger than like Gandalf's cart in the little in the beginning of Lord of the Rings. Oh, um, oh, like this was, was a, this was a cart. This was a cart like meant to haul like goods. So he wasn't transporting like people. Does it have a roof? 
Um, not really. It has like closed off containers because that's what was in the swamp that okay. like they couldn't get into those closed off containers. But it's it's more like a it's more like a pickup truck than like an SUV. Okay. Two of you could sit like one could drive and somebody could sit shotgun. And then you could probably carry like one or two other people in the back, but then that would be probably I weighing see. it down pretty okay. good. How many people can ride on it? You both, can literally both, just explain uh, that. Yeah, Marjorie and Marjorie and Flack could easily ride both ride on it with Dibs. somebody driving. Dibs. Dibs. I'll ride side saddle on butter. I'm like side saddle and then like one hand with the reins, not too like Western <laughs> style. <laughs> be like in English lady style. Zabbis do Zabbis. Mm-hmm. Um all right, so are you guys heading over to meet Koirim, or do you want to do something else? I would like to go right ahead and meet Windspear. Windspear? Yeah, That's Koyrim, his last Koyrim, name. Koirim oh. Windspear. Hey, Stormy, why so formal? I'm trying to be better with engaging with people. Get a little loosey-goosey. Uh, what, what should I have Here. said? Here, and then I take a, a little flask, and I hand it, I hand it over to him. I'm like, just, just let it, like, loosen up your tongue a little bit. Uh, okay, I accept this. What, what is in this? Booze. <laughs> Booze? Yeah, when we, were at the, when we were at the bar, and we got that special brew, that good, good, special, delicious beer, mm-hmm. this is definitely not flat. It's good still. <laughs> it's got some of that good... Good, good stuff. Whoa. Okay, yeah, I'll, I'll take it. I'll take a swig. Get some Chet mix in there. Mm-hmm. Take a, I take a big gulp. Mmm. Yeah. That was, that was pretty good. That's so what's pretty, his name? Good. Who are we gonna go meet? Well, one slip. They're perfect. <laughs> Hand that back to me. You can't have any more. Oh, okay. All right. Um. So you, did you just say one slip? One slip. I did. <laughs> uh, you ride through town. You ride from, and some of you walk. From the Black Oak Inn to the Druid's Gate, which is uh, a neighborhood on the northeast uh, of town that's an older part of the the city. It's like the village that kind of was built before the city kind of expanded. A lot of these buildings are like older. Some of the buildings still have like thatched roof roofs. They're not as kind of like brick and tile as like some of the more ornate newer buildings in the oak shield area this is like an older part of town there are still trees there's still kind of vegetation around like there there isn't in other parts of the city that's more like urban but it's still walled in it's still definitely like part of the city but you kind of get this sense that you're you're going somewhere that's older and even though there isn't like a clear marked druid's gate where you were told to meet uh Koyrim, you kind of just are drawn towards the the far northernmost area of the of the city walls and you kind of get there and you stop and you didn't even kind of re- it's one of those things where like if you're driving to like work or or like high school and you you you're just on autopilot and you don't you're like oh I'm here but I forgot I was driving that's kind of how you feel when you kind of just hit this wall and you're like now what you know that you need to get to the other side of the wall like you all kind of feel this but you're not 100% sure how. And then it's just then that you feel presence behind you and Koyrim's there and he's just walking and he's in his like really fancy like copper bronze armor with his like tree inlays all in it. And he, he looks like really impressive. He's got his, his war hammer strapped across his back 
And he says, I'm glad you've come. He looks at each one of you and then he says, are you ready to head out? Fletch is a little bit drunk. Hey, Colbin. <laughs> Just a, I take full responsibility for that and I'm sorry. We'll, we'll, man, we'll, we'll power through it. Right, right, boy. Mm, yeah, yeah. Power I'm also a little bit drunk. That was some strong stuff in that flask. I love you guys. <laughs> all right, uh, this is nice. We'll we'll be fine. We're all ready. Well, the journey uh, should be plenty of time to sober up. But with with what we have ahead of us, I don't I don't blame you for partaking in a little bit of the drink. If if there's nothing else, if there's no other business you need to attend to in the city, and then he kind of looks up at the sky. And the clouds kind of move apart and you see that it's a full moon. When the moonlight comes down, you know, past the clouds, you can see the magic in the walls by the castle kind of light up like has been happening every night when the moon comes out. And but then now that you're over here, you see that there's kind of a doorway in this wall, in this in the like city walls that also kind of lights up. And Koirum goes over and he touches the wall and he says, uh, he like says almost under his breath, but like just barely audible where you can tell that he's saying something, some kind of spell, uh, some kind of magic word that opens a door in the wall. And these two big black wooden doors swing open and he kind of motions and he's like, let's go. And he walks through into the kind of dark forest ahead. And he just kind of just keeps on walking and he just expects you kind of to follow him. So it's not a puzzle to get out. You got to know the word. Thank God. Uh, okay. No, I was just <laughs> wondering. Is this Zappas? Is this Zappas yeah, voicing his it's disappointment? Like both, it's both of us. It's that moment <laughs> where like we both are the same <laughs> in this moment. Anyway, it's really nice out tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go through the moon door. Let's follow him. This is cool. Get, the, get this butter on the road. Let's get this butter on the road. That's yeah. good. Thanks. Yeah. It's nice to be in the trees again. Come on, Pete. Oh, yep. <laughs> <laughs> and Pete comes up. He bounds up. Hey. You walk for about an hour. It gets darker. It gets later at night. And you realize that you're not really following any kind of discernible path. Like you're just following Koirim as he walks. He just knows. That seems a little bit strange to you. Can hey. Marjorie start start dropping like candy wrappers on the ground as we go? Sure. Okay, Marjorie starts dropping candy wrappers <laughs> on the ground as we go. After about an hour, you get to the top of like a little bit of a hill. and there's. I also want you to know that she's putting the candy back in her pocket after it's unwrapped. <laughs> That's an important detail. Perfect. That's how she had the candy from before. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, Koirim, you know where we're headed? Of course I know where we're heading. You want to share the uh, share the deets with us? And he kind of like stops and he calls you up. He like motions for you to come up uh, to to him. Right, Flack. I hop, I, Flack hops down off the cart. Okay. So he motions and he calls you over and you come over and then he takes off his like his helm, mm -hmm. which is he's he's a you know he's a normal size person but then he like puts it on you and it's like it's like a big head on you it's like a it like is too big for you and it like falls down it like covers your eyes mm -hmm. but when it's on your head you see kind of this like silvery path Ooh! and he and as soon as he sees on your face that you register register what's going on he like takes it back off and he puts it back on and he's like that's how i know 
where we're going. Pretty cool, man. Where'd you get that? That's part of my order, the order of Gala Doy that I am a a knight of. <laughs> you guys are laughing at all my my words. No, but that one's really funny. That's, funny. that's, that's the the leaf and moon. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. The doy. A doy. Juno calls over. <laughs> so, uh, how how does he know where we're going? He's got like a trippy helmet map. Okay. Oh, cool. oh he's got his thinking oh, cap on. Eh? Where do you get it from? Uh, from Gala Doy. <laughs> I'm right here. Yeah. Well, they were asking me, dude. Oh, rude. Sorry. Yeah. We're to stand shoulder to shoulder in battle. I know. I just I, we we can talk amongst each other as as. I know. It's just like sometimes I don't know. Like sometimes gnomes get over talked, and so like they were they were talking to me. I just want to answer them directly. Oh, okay. I, yeah, I, I understand. Yeah, gotta All assert right. myself as a no. Do you want to come up here? You want to ride on my shoulders? Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh man. Oh. <laughs> 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 uh, and then he so he kind of like picks you up. You he doesn't look very strong. Like he's kind of like a wiry guy, but he picks you up with like one hand. He like he almost tosses you up onto his shoulders, and uh, and like kind of carries you almost like a backpack now. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Juno is Glorim cool. I I think he's cool. I think he's cool. He's very <laughs> handsome as well. He is very handsome. You know what? You and I, we gotta team up. We gotta give everybody a rating. <laughs> <laughs> One to ten. How how handsome do you think Glorim's? I, I would say he's an eight. He's a, whoa. What do Juno, you think? I agree. I think he's an eight. I love. Well, I I've only seen him in the in the big armor. So I'll hold my final decision later on. <laughs> Zabbos is a 10. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm definitely listening. You're sitting like right behind me. <laughs> on the cart. I'm like, yeah, I know. <laughs> you are quite good looking, Zabbos. Thanks. <laughs> uh, Stormy, do, uh, if you're still feeling it, do you want the spot in the cart? Yeah. Yeah, I, fi- <laughs> I figured. Hey, Marjorie. Uh, what? Do I have some of candy? I have so much candy, I have one. and I pull out a, just a sticky wad of candy that's all sticky together. It's, it's not great. Like, margarine washes are closed, but not super well. And so it all comes out in one whole big glob, and I, and I present it. <laughs> yeah, no, that, uh, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm, I'm full now. Oh, it's not the first time I've had someone say that looking at me. Stormy, oh. what am I? One to ten. Oh. You're a ten. Oh, Marjorie is very pleased. <laughs> Marjorie sticks the candy back in her pocket and just just peacocks down into her little cuddle puddle that she's made in the back of the wagon. Koyrim is walking with ahead of everybody with flack on his shoulders, <laughs> and and he says, "Tell me, singer, yes, for what do you sing? Do you sing for fame? Do you sing for glory? I've known some singers in my time." And and I'm always curious as to their motivations, why one would choose such a kind of a, aloof and nomadic life. My, my life is one of purpose. I serve my order and I protect these woods. How do you find purpose in, your, in, in, in a life such as yours? Well, I'm not going to sing an answer, but <laughs> I sing because I'm good at it. It's the one thing that I've always been good at. It's the one thing that's made me stand apart 
from other gnomes. Is that important to you to stand apart? It is. Well, I, I think that if we're successful in our quest, maybe there will be songs sung of you one day. That's pretty meta. I like it. For some reason, you kind of feel that like Koirum is, like, is kind of comforted by your presence. Oh. When you first met him, um, he was very tense and stern, like stood up really straight and very like military. But now as he's like in the woods and kind of, uh, you know, off to kind of take action... And now having this conversation, you kind of get a sense that he's more relaxed and more comfortable with his surroundings. Hey, Judo, what about Flack? Out of 10. It's hard for me to judge, uh, uh, but his charisma does a lot. He's such a nice guy. Yeah, (laughs) and his confidence Mm -hmm. is And I really like his personality. Yeah. Seven? Four? No. (laughs) I, I'm thinking about the the whole person. Oh, I was and, thinking just about his face. Okay, yeah, but I, but I will say that when he is charming someone, and Ooh. he is really yeah, he can laying fake it on, a ten. Yeah, being a little bit tipsy. Oh no! You talked a little bit louder than you should have, and Flack could hear that. You hear that, Corum? Of course, I hear that. That's the kind of thing that drives me to strive for greatness. People are so quick to judge others based on their appearance or their race or, or how they look, really. And I want them to judge me on what I do. So the thing I'm best at in this world is playing music and doing some badass spells based on that music, man. So if I can uh, make a name for myself and show others that, you know, gnomes aren't maybe what they think gnomes are. Maybe there's more to a bard than just a... A tavern show. And Koirum kind of like pats your leg with one of his hands, which he's holding your legs like straps on a backpack. <laughs> and and uh, and he says, it's, it, that sounds like city, city folk problems. Here, here in the wood, we judge each other based on, on our deeds and our dedication to our cause, protecting this holy and sacred place. Maybe... Maybe someone like you would be comfortable out here. Maybe, man. You have this like moment, and then you kind of walk in silence for a little bit. And then Koirum kind of stops abruptly. He says, Singer, do you, do you see that? Roll a perception check. I do not see that. <laughs> I got a, uh, a seven. No, you do not see that. No, what is it? Uh, up ahead, a cook fire. Fletch also sees, up in the distance, a cook fire rising from the woods. I think I see a cook fire. Are you still drunk? You did a cook fire? Yeah, I think I see a cook fire. I'm a little, I'm, I'm wake, I'm sobering up though. I think it's real. Boy, you are lightweight. I'm 140 pounds. Also, beer. meat sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get some meat. <laughs> it's like you said it's a clearing. It's not in the woods, right? You guys are kind of walking through. It's a little bit more rocky. Like it, you're, you're still in the woods but you're going up like a pretty big hill so like it's it's not dense wood but the cook fire is off to like the side like in deeper into like the deeper parts of the woods like it's off like the trajectory that you've been going okay so um Corum says it's odd to see a fire in these parts this time of night uh especially i don't just blank <laughs> Corum, it's okay we all have moments <laughs> I feel compelled to investigate and make sure that given the situation in the city and the kind of 
evils that have been taking root, I worry that this is a, a, a result of our beacon falling and that some evil has has intru- intruded. Corrin, why are you so worried? Maybe it's just campers having a nice little dinner time. Yeah. Corrin, I can tell you that whatever it is, it is not the orcs. Cool. Well, that's good. That is good. <laughs> because... Tired of that. Yeah, like cool man. <laughs> really cool process of elimination powers, but like you can only eliminate one thing. <laughs> like hey. if you just had that skill. Just hey. like, are there orcs nearby? No. I, you I'm know. gonna knock Zabbis down to a nine, I whispered. Corum <laughs> like walks over to you and like puts a shol- uh, hand on your shoulder, Juno, and is kind of like typical high elves. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Thank you. I know they're a threat. He says, I, I worry that whatever evil has has overthrown our beacon may be gathering to make an assault on another stronghold within our, our network. I, I need to investigate this. Do you, w- will you accompany me? Yeah, yes. we're a team. Yes. yes. You're yeah. an honorary member of this team. Uh, our latest name was Poop Team. Oh, we shouldn't have, shouldn't Should- have said that. Let's maybe take another run at that. Well, Corey, you tell me that you don't like poop team. You know, not a not I a super it. fan. Of, no, that's of fine. That was we were poop team them then, but but now you're a part of it, so we don't have to do that anymore. We could be sneak team. Sneak team. Sneak. I'm good at that. Sneak team. All right. Sneak team on three, I, but quietly. Sneak team. Yeah. Oh my god, we can be sneak team six because there's six of us. Yeah. Oh, that's pretty right. fucking cool. On three. One, One two, two, three. three. Sneak, sneak team. Six. That is pretty cool. And then can I cast Pass Without Trace now? Sure. Okay. Hey, Stormy. Just want to let you know. I also have that. I, I also know it. Oh, what? We got redundancy in our ranger yeah, magic. Well, now Oops. we can double it up. Well, I can safely say no one else has a tiny dome spell. <laughs> You're welcome. A veil of shadows and silence radiates from you, masking <laughs> you and your companions from detection. For the duration, each creature you choose within 30 feet of you, including you, has a plus 10 bonus to stealth checks. Wow. That was a dexterity. Wow. It says dexterity and then oh, in parentheses okay. stealth. Got it. And can't be tracked except by magical means. A creature that receives this bonus leaves behind no tracks or other traces of its passage. So that's pretty on me? Cool. And you and the team? And the team. Okay, cool. Okay, and now I'm... And uh, also Butter. Yeah, I was going to touch Butter and I was going to touch Pete. All right, I'm invincible. So you guys head over in the direction of this cook fire, and when you get to the woods, the woods get get too dense for Butter and the cart to pass. I mean, I don't want to wait back here, because that's... For our lives. Stupid, sorry. <laughs> I was trying to think of how to put that in there. Zabbis, you're honorary Butter Master. So I leave to you the decision. Oh, man, I don't want to, like, not... Do stuff. I mean, we, you don't oh. have to stay with the horse. Okay, so. I'll just um tie butter to the tree. Okay, it's fine. Yeah, Pete's coming. Sneak team says Koyram. What? I yeah. I feel as though we should approach sneakily as to live up to our name. This is so fun, Marjorie. He's handsome, but uh, he might be a little dense. A little dense. Yeah. Thought that was kind of implied in the name. Yeah, it was obvious. I I'll knock him down to a nine too. For sneak. First sneak. <laughs> you have plus ten. No, no a one is a one. One's a fail. Oh. Flack is basically invisible. 
like you're you 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 like immediately like just disappear into the shadows like even the rest of the group is like fuck where do you go and like Koyram is like a little bit concerned i rolled a 34 that you successfully hide you also <laughs> just like fade away would you add because it's plus 10 and then i also have plus 7 and i rolled a 17 <laughs> so plus 17 <laughs> I'm real curious about the effects of Zappas's oh, got critical thing. Right. Yeah, plus I've, I've, uh, 31. Oh, no. So everybody like succeeds 40. in their in their stealth check except for Zappas, <laughs> who kind of who kind of like magically radiates a little bit of light. <laughs> Just kind of like a dull like like a flashlight whose battery is running out. Why? Just cuz? Cuz you're a magic person. Oh no. And you failed your check. <laughs> so now you have to deal with that. Koyram is like, well, Zabbis was it? <laughs> You're glowing. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe you hang back. I don't want to. <laughs> just just to the back of the group. Hey. You don't have to not come. Hey, Koyram. We, we could need a spellcaster. I, I, I understand how useful your kind can be in battle. Yes. Koyram, I just want you to know, this elf boy kicked down a door that none of us could and we saved some kids this yeah. elf boy has a magical coat he's awesome oh what if we what if we Can what if you cast levitate your, on yourself and then pretend to be and a ghost, like, ghost star. Oh, yeah yes yeah and then and then the rest of us hidden in the shadows around them can do oh you know what you i got levitate. dissonant whispers like, i have dissonant whispers oh my god so spell. we're basically we're but, do you want to be a ghost team but it, can we also do oohs and ahs it's, we're basically sure. <laughs> I want creating are, a seance like are it's we a spook fake team ass now seance. Ooh, spook, spook, team spook, six. spook team six okay <laughs> spook i cast spook. levitate on myself oh. <laughs> you can raise vertically up to 20 feet and the trees around you are like 15 feet tall, so you could clear the oh, trees cool. if you want. <laughs> um, this lasts for 10 minutes. You can only move by pushing or pulling against a fixed object, so you can't fly. But I oh, but can, like, grapple. I you can, can like, like, move through the trees. What a weird ghost. <laughs> so it's... What a really weird ghost. Or like push off from the trees. <laughs> ghost seems pretty tangible. I'm a... <laughs> Why is he grabbing things? Yeah, okay, that's what I'll do. Yeah, grabby ghost. Wait, uh, spook team. Yeah, I think so far uh, Zabbis looks mostly like a elf that's floating. Maybe we should make him look more ghost-like. Disguise kit. Yeah, we have disguise kits. Zabbis, what kind of ghost do you want to be? Like a young sixteen-year-old Japanese girl? Do you want to do like oh. traditional sheet ghost? Hmm. Do you want to do perhaps a big hairy mask? I feel like since I have to like crawl over. The treetops. It should be like like J horror ghost. J horror ghost. Could we do that? I have yeah, yeah, yeah. A, I have a mask of the you wild know, because we all know what that is in this oh, universe. Oh, hundred percent. I suggested it. Would it help to make you super big? We have that growth. Oh my god. <laughs> oh man. Like we a stay I was gonna say I'm just gonna be like a Thanksgiving table. Okay. Yeah. Fuck it. What else can you have I a do growth potion? We do. We have a. We have. Is it a salve or a potion? It's a potion. Pot, so yeah. we only have like one use of it. Yes. I don't. I don't this know is the, the right time for it. I vote yes. Can I also just cast dancing lights? <laughs> That's a cantrip, right? Yeah, you can do it up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. 
Well, let's get closer and see what we're working with. Here, I I, I rolled a 20. I'm yeah, invisible. Basically. How far off are they? Can I go like up a, ahead and yeah, check yeah, out yeah. what they are? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Without getting uh, uh, detected? You walk for like 15 minutes. Oh, wow. Okay. And oh. you approach where this little like makeshift camp is. Your stealth has been aided by the fact that like it's cloudy so that the, the this full moon has been like covered. Um, but it is a full moon. It is a full moon. Okay. And you sneak up and you see a group of uh, five people, humans, as far as you can tell, uh, with your regular perception, gathered around like a cook fire, like a small fire. They've taken a couple of their bedrolls, though, of the five people, and they've kind of like crudely sewn them together to make like a big canopy over where they're kind of gathered. And that's why you were able to see the smoke because it's like billowing out from under this canopy. And they're talking to each other in like really hushed voices. Can I roll this to see if I can hear what they're saying? Sure. Yeah, eight. No, with an eight, you cannot hear what they're saying from where you are now. Okay. And if you want to creep closer, I'm going to make you do another stealth check. Okay. Do I still have that plus whatever, plus 10? You're not within 30 feet of Fletch anymore, so no, you won't get that added 10. Okay. Uh, that's stealth. I have a plus seven. What is it? Plus seven. That's twenty. Uh, you can creep closer if you want, undetected. You can you can get close enough to where you can hear them without needing any okay, other check. Right. Um, and you can hear that three of them are like trying to sleep. They're like huddled under the like canopy, and they're like trying to sleep. But you can hear them kind of shift and move around restlessly. And uh, the two who are like still up are standing guard kind of they're talking about how far away they think they are from the city and whether or not they'll be able to find help there do you think there'll be someone in the city who will be able to help us says one to the other and the other responds like i really hope so i don't know if we can handle another night out here alone and then uh and then the first one says like when i think about what happened to to dave i just i close my eyes and i just see him and what was left of him, and I think about it, and then and 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 the second one cuts him off, and he says, "We can't, we can't dwell on that anymore. It happened. We have to move on." And and they just kind of have a they just kind of have silence for a minute. What do you do? Do I see any weapons? They're all armed. They don't necessarily look like soldiers. Mm-hmm. Like they're not in uniforms, but they're definitely armed. They carry various kind of weapons amongst them. But but none of them are in like heavy armor or anything. It's pretty standard clothing, leather armor at best, uh, normal weapons as far as you can tell. But they're definitely travelers, adventurers, bandits, something along that like. Okay, I head back to the group. I say we still scare them. Because it'd be funny. I agree, it'd be pretty funny. It would be, while they have been through trauma, it sounds like it would sounds be good like to have them off their footing in case they are flooding. not on our side. Psychologically, you call people, trying to help people who are scared of something by forcing them to deal with that thing in a very intense way, flooding. That's exposure therapy. Exposure therapy. Co- uh, I strongly object to scaring these people who, who seem to be in need of help. I mean, we could have them paint their feelings. If that would help. These these people seem in distress. They seem to have gone through some kind of trauma here in my woods, and, and, and I, I need to know what happened to, to their well, friend Dave. that's fine, but Zabbos is glowing right now, and I just thought it would be a nice opportunity to take advantage of an unfortunate event. I mean, we could just go over and 
Say help, what's up. but help just be glowing. Yeah, being a Fine. real team player, Koirim. I need to do what's right. That's Quirin's part of. Boring. I've taken an oath, and I need Quirin's to do what's right. Sucks. We had a whole Scooby Doo ghost plan. Vanilla team, am I right? Yeah, <laughs> Koirim. I feel like we share some things. We we share purpose, and we share a commitment to the woods. But <laughs> let me just let me just tell margarine. you. I mean, you know it. Uh, but let me tell you, <laughs> this group knows how to have fun, and you could learn something from them. Oh, we the finder. Wow. It was it was fun that led this group to be arrested. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> now we all have a cool story, yeah. and we have we have a, a a mission to conduct. We are we are out to protect these woods. We need to find out what is wrong. I suppose if. Your ghost plan is how we can find out what happened. I could acquiesce to that, but I need to know <laughs> that it will be in service of helping. That's the sound of submission I like but, to hear. But what if... Okay, so what if instead of it being scary, I'm like a funny ghost? Yeah. And yeah. I can like hump the trees when I float over <laughs> is that them. your Is that your stick? <laughs> is that your ghost? Yeah. Tree humping ghost? I don't know. <laughs> Like, <laughs> like, is that a compromise? That's pretty weird. It's not I like scary, it. We can go and we can weird. tell him that you're coming. We can hearken the so, event. Hey, have you seen oh. that ghost? He's humping trees around all around these woods. And then we'll look up and then you'll be there. Yeah. Humping away. <laughs> That'll be your cue. Hold on. We can make a show of it. Okay. Let's give them Let's give them a fun ghost let's give show. Them a show. How did you feel about that, Quorum? Corrin, we just turned into a really, really fun team. I don't... Corrin, don't suck. Come on. Peer pressure, peer, peer pressure, pressure, peer pressure. Hey, Corrin, roll I'm me. off. I run off. <laughs> okay. And I, I can't I, levitate on myself. And I, I burst into the clearing where they are. Oh, God. We, we, oh my God. With they, like, all, they all stir. Yeah. Uh, the two that were already awake, like, draw their weapons. Yep. Stand down, gentlemen, for I have a show for you. Have you heard of... Oh, the tree humping ghost! <laughs> hey everybody, Russell here with a few quick mid-game announcements, then we're going to get you right back to it. Thanks so much to everybody for listening to episode 14 of D&D&D. Uh, and thanks to everybody who listened to and sent in questions for our discussion episode on Monday. Uh, we had a really good time recording it and answering your questions, and I hope you enjoyed our answers. Be sure to follow us on social media at dndndpod on Twitter and dndndpod on Instagram, or email us at dndndpod at gmail.com. And thanks to everybody who's tweeted about the show, people like Anna at TwinSizeMagnet on Twitter, who says, absolutely in love with Pod makes long, boring journeys not so long and not at all boring. Well, thank you. I'm glad we could help you on your travels. And people like Pedro Macho at PedroHBM1999 on Twitter who says, How awesome is it to have a bonus episode of D&D and D-Pod come out on your birthday? I can tell you that it's very awesome. Well, happy birthday, Pedro. I hope you enjoyed our little discussion, and I hope you enjoyed your birthday treat of choice. Hey, everybody. Gressel here. Sorry, I've got one more thing I've got to tell you about. This is actually Gressel talking to you from the future. That's right. I am now speaking to you to when we have over a hundred episodes out over three seasons of great show ahead of you. We really hope you enjoy what you're hearing and we hope that you will listen for all of that to come. 
If you do enjoy what you are hearing, we now also have a Patreon where you can support the show. It's the best way for you to directly support the show. We've got some great rewards for your support over on patreon.com slash dndndpod. For five bucks a month, you can directly impact the show through polls. I won't spoil what that's all about yet, just in case you haven't gotten to the reveal, but there's an exciting opportunity for you to impact the show directly through some listener polls. For 10 bucks a month, you get access to some of the recipes from the show written by me, featuring some artwork by Beth. And then if you are very generous and want to support us at $20 a month or more, you get access to an exclusive t-shirt club where four t-shirts a year designed by Beth become available exclusively to patrons. If you want to find more information about any of these reward levels, head over to patreon.com slash dndndpod. Now I promise that's it for me and we'll get you right back to the show. Thanks everybody. Do what's fun. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Marjorie, because she still has like a crazy cool stealth number, pops up right behind them and is like, look over there. Oh, <laughs> so horny for these trees. <laughs> oh. Cor- like hanging back a little bit and he's just like, this is really disrespectful to the trees. Oh, oh is it disrespectful, Corrum? I can tell you don't like it. Watch me hump your trees. Watch him hump They're the trees. Just trees, they don't care. Oh, wood for wood. They say in life he was a tree hugger, but in death he surpassed that. <laughs> Am I like in the clearing, kind of? Yeah, I guess you're all there, and like all these five guys are freaking out, and they've kind of like backed up in like deeper into their canopy, and they're like really, they're like afraid, but they're not afraid of you. They're like afraid. This scenario. It's they're, just a prank. <laughs> you got pranked. Like, like one of them is screaming, like, just stay back. Get away from us. Leave here. Please, please just go. Get away. No. Um, and, then, and then the second the second one is kind of like, wait, maybe maybe they can help. Maybe they can help us. Maybe they, they know what to do. We are here to help. I mean, t- t- tell me that not, not one of you thought this was funny. We and the ghosts are here to save and help you forget about unfortunate Dave. Also, we can provide practical help as well. Assistance. Dave, Dave, like, 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 they hear you say Dave, and then it's like, wait, did you see Dave? Oh. No. No. <laughs> but I've heard of him and what happened to him. It was a mess, wasn't it? The one guy who, like, said Dave earlier and is like, how did you know? I was told that information by my friend, the tree humping ghost. Oh my god! And then the guy who like said who who said, "How did you know?" Kind of like walks towards you, and he leaves from like under the canopy, and he kind of steps out into the moonlight. Hey, guy! He starts kind of like shaking a little bit. Oh! And he's like, "No, no!" And he calls back to his friend. Uh- Damn it. <laughs> and, and and he says, Steve, get out of here. Uh-oh. Get out of here. Take the oh. others and go. And then he starts changing. No, shit. 
Oh no! I'm I not going to This human form, this man who is standing before you in in lurches and jolts and weird sputtering, and this this man hulks out into the huge form. Do you know this guy's O two of a of a bear. Of a of a what? of a humanoid kind of so bear, bear bear standing on two legs. Solid two. Legs. I'm into it. Uh, everybody Wait, hold roll on for a initiative. Fourteen. Nine. Twenty. Nineteen. Twenty-one. The order of combat is Fletch, Margarin, Juno, Zabus, Flack, Koirim, Bear, Whoa. and everybody else. Wow. Where bear slow as How could you give us a layout of how far are... I know that the werebears are right in front of Flack, but how far are the rest of us? Here's how you're set up. There's the cook fire kind of in the center of this, like, area that you're in. The canopy is kind of across you guys behind the cook fire. Four of the guys are under that canopy. Werebear is on your side of the fire in front of Flack. Flack is up front next to, like, and just behind Flack is Zabus. Along kind of a line of trees. Uh, and then the rest of you are kind of back, let's say, 10 feet into those trees. I guess I'll attack it with an ensnaring strike to try to keep it in its place. So 17. 17 hits. Okay, 9. It has to make a strength saving throw. Should I kill him? Ooh, it does not succeed on its strength saving throw. So it is currently enthralled in... A mass of vines that erupt from your arrow, which hits it. Margarine. And Mar- okay, so I joked earlier that I'd run behind the boys to like point and talk about the uh, the ghost. Am I there, or did you say I was? I- which boys? Um, the three. I was like with my really good stealth. I ran behind, just popped up like with the my arms campers. around the other campers oh, to be like, look at this okay. ghost guy. Sure, so you I'm, can be over there. Should be in there with them. Yeah, um, I missed which- that. I want to. I want to address them and say, like, "Oh, we we want to help. We didn't mean to fight." They are freaking out. They're freaking out about. They're freaking out about their friend who's werebear. They're freaking out. They're kind of all looking at each other, and they're like, they're like hiding under this canopy, and they're like really afraid. Um, I put my hands up and I say, "I, I don't want to hurt you. We don't want to hurt you." They kind of look sympathetically. They like have their weapons like half drawn. They kind of like put them back, like they're that they believe you. Do you want any candy? That's your turn. Uh, <laughs> uh, Juno. Juno will cast Speak with Animals, and for ten minutes gain the ability to communicate with beasts. Maybe you can persuade them to do a small favor for me. <laughs> okay. Juno asks, "Is the man who was inside this bear still there? Can you understand me? We don't want to hurt you." Yes. We will try and help you if you promise not to attack us. Can you control yourself? I I, I, th- I think I think so, but it's not me I'm worried about. And then he kind of looks back at the others. So no one else can understand this but me, right? Yeah, he's like yeah. speaking bear. <laughs> Do I have time to tell everyone this? Nope. Damn it's, it! It's now Zabbis' turn. Oh boy. I have a rope in my robe of stuff. Okay. <laughs> I want to use it to like hog tie the bear. Okay. How can I go about doing that? Uh, you create the rope by tearing off the patch and using the patch. Mm-hmm. Then you would have to roll a dexterity roll to try to tie the bear. Are you she telling also, the bear this is what you're doing? 
you're still dressed as J horror tree hunter. Oh, I... Shit! How do I get down? Cause... You have to like kick off the off a tree like a like a wall in a pool. Bullshit! So I'd have to like get down. Yeah, I'm gonna. Get, you're gonna have disadvantage on this roll to get down. No, to try to tie him up if that's what you want to do. Are you telling yeah. the bear this is what you're gonna do? Sure. Okay. I don't, yeah. Sure. Okay, so roll two twenties and take the worst of the two. I ro- I mean, I rolled a one just now. Okay. Oh. Uh, when you oh when you God. push off the tree <laughs> and you like hold the rope for forth. And you push off the tree, you kind of like slip off a branch, and you get caught in your rope, no. and, you, and you accidentally tie yourself up. Oh no! And then you fall to the ground, tied up, and now you're uh, you're prone and you're tied. You're like entangled. Cool. <laughs> okay. Uh, cool, flax. Yeah, I did. Right. Uh, bonus action to give bardic inspiration. Yeah. Okay. Everyone on my team. So everyone roll a D8, and you can add that to whatever throws you do. I'm sorry, what? What? Is that something that you could have always done this entire time, and you <laughs> never did that? No. Cool, man. So. Th- thank you. Appreciate so helpful. it. I'm tied up. I'm going to use Taisha's hideous laughter. On okay. Fair. What does that do? Uh, well, first off, does he have an intelligence score of four or less? No. Great. So he can still be affected. A creature of your choice that you can see within range perceives everything as hilariously funny and falls into fits of laughter. If the spell affects it, the target must succeed on a wisdom saving throw or fall prone, becoming incapacitated and unable to stand up for the duration. Duration is up to a minute. Uh, at the end of each of its turns and each time it takes damage, the target can make another wisdom saving throw. It fails the wisdom saving throw. You're welcome. See, Koyrim, we're a fun team. Yeah, <laughs> we're really funny. They find us hilarious. Okay, so now it's Koyrim's turn, and he goes over to the werebear, and he sa- he says, uh, Sir, if you're still in there, there is one in my order who may be able to help you with this affliction. If we can keep you contained and you can get yourself under control, we might be able to save you. He's just giggling this whole <laughs> <laughs> bear- Yeah, now, it- now it's the bear- bear's turn. He's just like... <laughs> <laughs> now it is the other's turn and they look out at what's happening and the one dude who was talking earlier like runs over to to his bear buddy and as if to like help but the second he steps out from under the canopy he starts to transform oh, what an idiot what, what in it, yeah hey, but you're he dumb. turns into not a bear we got a we got a fucking wear circus on our hands but a wolf Boring. Well, and and when when he transforms, he turns and he slashes at the support for the canopy, (gasps) knocking it down, and the others transform as well. Hey, why would you do that? (laughs) I tried to have a conversation with you, you fuck. Why don't I weaken the other ones? If they're all close enough, I'm going to shoot. I'm going to use cast cordon of arrows. Ooh, what does that do? That's a new one, right? Yeah. So I plant four pieces of non-magical ammunition, arrows, or crossbow, crossbow bolts in the ground within range and lay magic upon them to protect the area uh, until the spell ends whenever a creature other than you comes within 30 feet of the ammunition the first time on a turn or ends its turn there. One piece of ammunition flies up to strike it. Creature, okay. Yeah. Cool. 
Okay. So you're setting this in like what, like a perimeter around them? Yeah, like around them. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Awesome. You have an extra attack now. Do you okay. want to use it for yourself or for Pete? Uh, I'll use it for myself. Okay. Yeah, I guess I'll I'll take my action to say, hey, werebear and werewolves, I've set a <laughs> perimeter of landmines which will attack you if you move, if you take one step, and I, they're very strong, and I think you should not move, or else. Well, the bear is still laughing on the ground. The the, <laughs> the wolves kind of like stop moving, and they kind of like look at each other about what maybe what their next move is. Marjorie. I'm going pure, I'm going full good guy, and I'm keeping my, my arms are up in the air, they've been up in the air since my last turn. I keep them up, and I scream at the werewolves, like, we mean you no harm! We will not hurt you! We just want to help! Okay. Boy Rim's a special boy, he'll help! <laughs> he knows things about the woods that even I don't even know! Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Juno. Juno still just yells playing. to everyone else as well. I spoke to the werebear. The werebear is laughing a lot now, but he said he could keep his shit together. I hope the wolves can too. Werebear, if you can communicate to the wolves, tell them to stay calm and everything will be fine. Can the werebear like talk to me through his laughing state? No, it's it's magic. He's in a fit of laughter. Right, James? That, that lasts like a while. Um, okay, well then I will do speak with animals to the wolf that's closest and say to him, hey, keep cool. There are mines here, but we also want to help you. If you can get your friends to stay calm, we will try to help you. Uh, the wolf just kind of snarls back, like a distrusting, angry snarl. But what is he saying with that? Because I, I understand. No, it's, it's an, it, this He's isn't words. This words. is just a snarl. Well, that's a choice. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> Zabbis. Zabbis. I'm kind of just tied up and prone. How much does that affect my ability to cast any spells? I mean, I'm assuming it varies. If you have something that doesn't have a gesture action, you can do it. Okay, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to cast Erupting Earth. Erupting Earth? What does Erupting Earth do? No, this is new. Oh. I'm just gonna cast it kind of like I feel like as equidistant to everyone as I can, like as central to everyone as I can. Is that possible? Yep. Would that be the fire? Yeah. Sure. Okay, this is kind of awesome, but serious. A fountain of churned earth and stone erupts in a 20 foot cube centered on that point. Each creature in that area must make a dexterity saving throw. So I feel like okay, so the people you. in that area are are the bear, the wolves, Margarine, and Flack. This is a dex. How's your dex? This is a dex. Are we going to be out? Ooh. Wow. Ten. I got 19. Well, hey, don't forget you've got those. Okay. 10. Wait. 10 fails. One. The bardic inspiration. Oh, yeah. We got, I rolled a three. It fails. Would you, wait, who else needs Wait, did you say 19 fails? 19 succeeds. Okay. 10 fails. Uh, all the wolves failed. The bull, the the bear made it. It's three d twelve. No, Chelsea, you roll that. Here, I'll give you oh, damage. 12. Oh, yeah. Third third level wizard spells get fucking real. Oh, no, that 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 was better. Good. That's better than it could have been. So nineteen. But and then if if you a successful 
save, you yeah. take half that much damage. I still take some damage? Yeah. Oh, what if wow. I had... Oh, I just got a new cool thing because I'm a rogue where I wouldn't have had to take any damage. Yeah. It's Flack's turn now. But the next turn. Right. What happened to the wolf? They took a lot of damage. Like, earth and oh, rocks and shit all fell happy. on them. Okay. And now, yeah, now they're super pissed. Shit. But... Okay. It's difficult terrain to cross. That's okay. I ain't trying to cross it. I'm just trying to cast Cloud of Daggers. You fill the air with spinning daggers in a cube five feet on each side centered on a point you choose within range. Yeah. So if I choose a point that's like in the middle of those werewolves, will it affect all of them? No, because it's only five feet. You can get one of them. One? Yeah. Whatever. I'll take the one closest to me. Okay. Uh, I'm going to cast it at a level three spell slot and so uh they will take 64 damage roll your 64 because this is the first time they're entering that cube oh shit oh oh shit wow 19 whoa 19 damage to that closest werewolf to me that poor person who's now a werewolf (laughs) (laughs) you know it had an attitude problem shit Okay, so now it is Koirim's turn, guys. And Koirim, a paladin in the sacred oath of the Ancients Order, is, one, going to use his channel divinity, which means that, uh, which is called Nature's Wrath, so he can use his channel divinity to invoke primeval forces to ensnare a foe, which is going to be one of the werewolves, because he is, like, not happy about these werewolves. Then he's going to come up and use his on his second attack he's going to use his divine smite to use one of his spell slots to deal radiant damage to this and he's going to use his his uh, war hammer and he's going to kill one of these werewolves with this huge swing of this magical hammer that deals like like when he hits there's this like flash of silver light and he just kind of like crushes the head of this werewolf. Oh. And it falls to the ground dead. Juno is so turned on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now it's the bear's turn. James, does that bear, is he still laughing? How long does that last? One, so. two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. No, it's only eight. That's right. He's still laughing. Aha, I'm All right. funny motherfucker. <laughs> so he's still laughing. Now it's the werewolf's turn. One of the werewolves is going to attack Koirim, and one of the werewolves is going to attack Margarine, and two of the werewolves are going to attack Margarine. One of them's dead. Are they moving? Oh, yeah. What happens when they move? Yeah, they get hit. Oh, shit. Whoa. Oh, yes. Landmines. Michael, yeah. Yeah, okay. So, to the mines, the creature must succeed on a dexterity saving throw or take 1d6 piercing damage. Okay. Uh, two of them, they succeed. One of them does not. So, roll your six. Five. They can't get to. They can't get to Marjorie to attack her because of the difficult terrain. Oh, they. So there should. I think there's. Not to get super technical. I think there's one more mine. Oh, okay. There's four. There's four mines. We killed one wolf. You killed one wolf. So I guess that can hit that same wolf if you want. Roll another six. Yeah, four minutes. Okay. Two. Two. We're back up to me. Fletch. If I hit the bear, is that going to knock him out of his laughing state? Yes. Yeah. Okay. And there's two werewolves? There's three werewolves. One is, like, really hurt. Okay. The other two are hurt, but not bad. So I'm going to attack one of the not hurt ones. 
with my long bow. Okay. Then I'm gonna cast um Hail of Thorns. Okay. What does Hail of Thorns do? Hail of Thorns is the I think it's the area of effect. Next time you hit a creature with a ranged weapon attack before the spell ends, the spell creates a rain of thorns that sprouts from your ranged weapon or ammunition. In addition to the normal effect of the attack, the target of the attack and each creature within five feet of it must make a dexterity saving throw. Okay, cool. Nice. Yeah. Go for it. Okay, so I'm gonna roll I'm gonna cast that and then Twelve. Twelve hits. Oh, okay. Eight damage. Those nine. And then you roll your one d ten in the for the hail of thorns. For roll that three. Roll that twice. Twice. Okay. Eight. Nice. Margarine. Ooh, Margarine's so mad. You, you have a very hurt wolf, pretty close to you. Difficult terrain to cross. Mm-hmm. It costs double your movement to cross difficult terrain, which which won't really have, affect you in this I situation. Have, like, a bunch of rogue cool stuff, like I can dash. Oh yeah, you're like and hide and cunning action. Yeah, on top of my you're, action, you're cool. All right, okay. Um, and there's a very very hurt one that's near me. There's a very hurt one that's near you. You know, fuck it. I tried to be nice. I tried to be good. I tried. I put. I put my hands up in the air. But you know where my hands are right now? Where fucks. They're my two custom rapiers. 13 to hit. 13 hits. Yeah. Wow. This is my dominant. Oh, that was my dominant hand? Then it super hits. Yeah. I did it wrong. I've been playing D&D wrong this whole time, you guys. I didn't even know. Okay. So, 11. Ooh. And then 3d6 for sneak attack. <laughs> 8. So, okay. 19. So, Margarine, like, just jumps from where she is. And that's one of my hands. That's not even my other hand. And... While she's still in the air, she pulls out her two rapiers, and and points their points their deadly points down towards the werewolf that she's approaching. As she descends upon the creature, there, there's just no chance. It's just it's just stab 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 stab. And before any of you can even register what's happened, this blur of halfling death that's descended upon this werewolf, and suddenly she's standing over her fallen foe as it bleeds from thousands of holes <laughs> stabbed oh. in it super super dead you had a choice <laughs> <laughs> okay uh juno well for one thing juno is also very turned on at margarine right now oh, full display. <laughs> covered all in right. blood yeah. uh, all right this will just be a longbow situation okay hopefully i kill them because i can attack twice now oh, are they in f- within five feet of each other yes Oh, then they're super dead because I've got Horde Breaker. So, 19. 19 hits. 8. Okay. Then I'll do it to the one next to it. Okay. 22. 22 hits. 10. 10, okay. Do it again. Back to the first one. Yep. 15. 15 hits. 11. Okay. And then the last one. 25. 25 hits. <laughs> <laughs> they keep going up. Uh, 10. He's Juno. Juno suddenly got good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Those are two back. very hurt, hurt wolves. We go to Zabbis. Um, I'm just going to cast Fireball. <laughs> 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 I'm so now? tempted to make you wild surge on this, but I'm not going to. Oh, I'm so tempted. Why would you say no to yourself? Do you decide when to do it, or are you like rolling to see if it if it happens? Because I kind of like the idea of it being completely random. You want me to do it completely random? I feel like that's more 
fun. Doesn't that fuck up Dude, us? It could. You it's what? totally random. It's a totally fun. random table of stuff. That, okay. All right. Here, I'll make it random then. But this is what I'm gonna do, Chels. Yeah. You have to decide what percentage I have to hit. Like what percentage range I have to hit for this to to be a wild surge. Mm. Oh, for right now. Yeah. Or no, for like. The game, like if I hit like between ninety and a hundred, it's a wild surge. If I hit between twenty and forty, it's a wild surge. Like, oh, geez. oh, like how rare is it? I mean, I don't know. Or I could just decide. I think you should, because you have a okay. better idea. I'm gonna of decide what then. Would be more effective. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> You should should I even bother space. casting Fireball, no. or is this going to be some random-ass shit right now? You should cast it. Okay, I do that. Okay, you start to cast Fireball, but because you're still tied up... Yeah, just laying uh, <laughs> The magic that you need to cast Fireball can't escape from you the way that it's supposed oh. to. Oh my god. So, instead, what happens... Oh, no! No, no, this is so amazing. <laughs> Instead, what happens is magical butterflies and flower <gasps> petals flutter in the air within 10 feet of you, surrounding you in this kind of, like, magical butterfly garden. <laughs> cool. I was about to, like, give it thumbs up. I can't. <laughs> tied up. <laughs> so you're tied up on the ground. Still dressed like the girl from the ring? Yeah. And, and there's just, and there's just like everywhere. magical butterflies and flower petals falling. Zabbis, what are you doing? I don't know. <laughs> and now it's Flag's turn. I'm trying my best. I'm going to cast Crown of Madness on uh, the less damaged wolf. That's a they, wisdom saving throw? It is. It fails. Okay. So now... One of the wolves, a twisted crown of jagged iron appears on its head, and a madness glows in its eyes. And now he must use its action before moving to make a melee attack against the creature other than itself that you that I mentally choose, which is the other wolf. It's Koirim's turn, and he is going to go over to the remaining two wolves, and he is going to cast Searing Smite on his Warhammer, which imbues the already magical Warhammer with a flaming magic. He's going to attack the wolf... And he hits one, and and he kills it. Oof. And then he's going to use his second attack and attack the other one that he hits. And as he brings his war hammer down, he kills that one too. Wow! wow. Yay! Curtis just killed all the all the, were- the werewolves. No, the charm. Oh what yeah. I'm sorry. Crown of madness. Yeah. So now it is the bear's turn. The yeah. bear, the bear stands up and he go and he goes over to his fa- the fallen wolves and he kind of drops to his knees. Bear knees. His bear knees, <laughs> and you can see bear tears start to fall from his face <laughs> as he starts to turn back into a person. Oh no! Oh. I I just realized something. The, the canopy. I, if I was able to touch him, I could have done the pass without a trace. The veil of silence and shadows. What if they were covered up? Would they have turned back? I don't think. That Who are you asking? I don't know. I'm. I, don't know. I okay. had that thought because I have 
certain things that like could create cover, but I don't think that that's. I think like I don't think they would. You're turn exposed right back. to moonlight, yeah. and you turn, and then you just have to like wait. Okay, it out. I started. Re- I realized that same thing. I was like, maybe we could have covered them. But yeah, I was so worried that we killed them for nothing. Well, my understanding of how werewolves, and that's why I wanted to ask, and I probably should have done. You know what? For the two rounds where I did nothing, I probably should have <laughs> rolled a nature check to see if, if you were to canopy a uh, turned werebear or werewolf, if it would turn. Hey, I also forgot to do nature checks. But we killed the wolves. Combat is over. Bear guy's our friend. So now you have have bear guy who's like cradling the body, the like crushed head body of his friend Steve. And you have Koyrim who's standing over these dead creatures. Because the names are our names. (laughs) What, uh,. What do you What do you guys want to do why'd now? You t- why'd you turn back? Yeah. You turn why are back? you a bear? Or why, why are you, are you a person? person? What the fuck, man? We just kill all your friends. We didn't want that. It hurt us, too. We didn't want to do it. Yeah, it sucked. Stormy. Wrong place, wrong time. <laughs> what? Explain yourself. What is your name? Who are you? We were just trying to put on a good show with a tree-humping ghost. Honestly, we were trying to make you laugh. Yeah, cheer you up about Dave. Dave was the one who, who started all of this, says the the werebear. The character formerly known as werebear. The character formerly known as werebear. He's still a werebear. He's just a human now. Oh, I thought you said he turned back. He did. Oh. Doesn't oh, mean he's well, not he's a werebear. What's your name, werebear? My name is Derek. <laughs> Derek the werebear. <laughs> <laughs> werebear Derek? Werebear Derek. Derek, uh, did Dave do this intentionally? Did you do this by accident? No, we were, we were a band of, of travelers on our way to the city, trying to find work as hired swords. Uh, I I've had this affliction most of my life, and I've learned to control it. Bears are not bad creatures to be afflicted with. And Quirim like chimes in, and he says, "This is true." Oh, would you say you were barely affected by it? Not now. Mordrin <laughs> uh, is covered in blood. just covered in blood. Uh, hey, all of his friends just died a really grizzly. <laughs> 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 Sorry, I guess there's no time for black humor. Quirum says, this is true. As far as lycanthropes go, bears are usually usually manageable they 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 often keep to themselves and and don't trouble others Uh, i was surprised to see one traveling in with companions let alone companions such as these evil beasts and he like kicks the body of one of the werewolves oh and and derek the werebear like like reaches out and he's like no stop these were my friends it's not their fault they came across uh our our friend our 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 traveling companion dave came across uh oh an, an an afflicted wolf when he went off to find some food we were we were hunting and and he came back and he came back changed and i knew immediately and i tried to do something about it but my friends tried to stop me and that's when they triggered dave and he turned he turned and he he bit them and 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 i had i had to i had to kill him i had to and he like starts he like breaks down and he starts crying and we also had to kill your friends, like, say as I pat him on the 
Corum says says uh, to Derek, Derek, there are, there are those within my order who could cure you of this affliction if you if you would like to travel with us the rest of the way to our temple. And Derek kind of looks around, and he's like, I have nothing left with my friends gone. I could just live in the woods now and accept my fate as werebear. And he kind of he kind of stands up and he looks at Koyram and he was like, "You seem to be an authority in these woods. If you will accept me as a resident, I would like to just live within them and try to make up for the evil that has been done." And Koyram kind of like accepts him and is like, "Yes, you can do this." He like takes the bodies of his friends and he's like, "If you'll excuse me, I need to." bury my friends and say goodbye I'm sorry, you, you need, need to, to bury, bury your, friends. your friends see she's on board too no, he, he, he just looks back and he says i hate you guys <laughs> <laughs> and he like turns back into a bear and picks up all the oh. bodies and like leaves oh, and, like, runs will the woods. why would you want to be cured of that that's fucking cool <laughs> yeah dude yeah none of them bit you so you guys are all cool as oh, far great. as oh yeah this is quorum quorum's like yeah none of it did anybody get bit anybody bit no, no, I didn't no. any damage at all. I'm I took healthy. ten, but I'm all right. I mean, Zab has fucked me up. Yeah. <laughs> all right. But I this get is it. a this was this was a weird detour. This wasn't the mission. No. Oh no. Oh fuck. We've got to. Uh, we've got to go. We've got to go. Like regroup over at the temple and like figure is there shit out. Anything here? Is there shoes? Like treasure? Loot. Tre- loot. 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 It's just loot. blood? Loot. 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 You find a set of bone dice. No. <laughs> oh, I roll the bone dice. <laughs> uh, I got two and two. You roll these dice. Okay. And a tree near you suddenly ha- like opens up into a door. Like not a, not like a, it's like a portal. Like to Christmas land? No, it's not to Christmas. Oh Christmas my god, what the And this is where Juno dies. And this tree portal can take you back to the Black Oak Inn in Night's Pass. Wait, how do I know this? Do I open the door and see? You this? can see through it. It's like okay. a portal portal. Or does it? I don't know why my instinct though is like it's not really the tap. Like it's some weird version of it. That's fine. Like I have like bad weird feelings about it. I just hope that there's like a couple in there on their honeymoon. And yeah, we open and up then... a portal into their honeymoon <laughs> suite. Can I just open up the door and stick my head in see if anyone's there? Sure. I do. Is anyone in there? It's an empty room. Okay. <laughs> oh man, I really want to leave something weird in here that someone would be like, What? How'd that get in here? Leave the bone dice. No, we gotta keep that. Fine. Bone dice. Shut your fucking <gasps> You have a problem. All right, Corum is like, uh, uh, spook team, we should really get on the road. Now that we've dispatched with this evil and helped soothe a, a, a beautiful creature that was the werebear and his horrible time with these Dude, Corum, evil, evil creatures. Corum, I just thought of something. What? I want to address Zavis's concern because Zavis's thoughts are important. I'm going to leave a deck of cards with cows on them. You have a I deck have. of cards? Yes, I have a deck cows of cards. Cows on them, I believe it. Yes, they, they are sacred to my people. I will what leave them in this room. And okay. when we return, if we do not use this way, 
then when we return, the cards will be there, and we will know that it is the true. I mean, unless somebody sleeps in that room, well, I'm gonna walk all the way back. But But like, if we ever do, do you think someone will clean up in that room? No, it's a good idea. Like, go in there and like hide him under a floor. Wait, do we have anything that we left in that room that we didn't take with us? Our nasty clothes. Oh, where are the poop clothes? Poop clothes. Oh, are the poop clothes in there? Why don't you hop in there and see if the poop clothes are in there? Go check go on our poop clothes. Yeah. Here, wait. Go. I have that rope. I'm going to tie a rope to your waist. Okay. Spelunk. Uh-huh. We're going to poltergeist it. <laughs> Spelunk it. Yeah. Okay. okay. We're going to stop here. Oh. No! <laughs> <laughs> because this is too, this is such a cool twist that I like need to think about. Oh, so, so it's the end of this episode. Uh, Juno walking into the portal and the camera pushing in on it. <laughs> and then when he's gone, it ends. Yeah. D&D&D is executive produced, written, and edited by me, James Gressel. Co-produced and additional mixing by Joel Arnold. Our original music is by Jeremy Nisato. Hear more of Jeremy's music at jeremynisato.com. D&D&D is performed by James A. Janice, Chelsea Rebecca, Beth Radloff, Mike Saigan, and Joel Arnold. Next time on D&D&D, you're in one cage. Uh, suspended over... Suspended spikes. over a, a pit of spikes. And a there's pit of like spikes. A pit of spikes. Like in and- Sonic. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Panic. <laughs> That's what I'm about. Let's get those oh, sure, if that helps you. <laughs>